If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Psalm 92, page 455. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most Highest. To tell of thy loving kindness early in the morning, and of thy truth in the night season. Upon an instrument of ten strings, and upon the lute, upon a loud instrument, and upon the harp. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy works, and I will rejoice in giving praise for the operations of thy hands. O Lord, how glorious are thy works! Thy thoughts are very deep. An unwise man doth not well consider this, and a fool doth not understand it. When the ungodly are green as the grass, and when all the workers of wickedness do flourish, then shall they be destroyed for ever. But thou, Lord, art the most highest for evermore. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, lo, thine enemies shall perish, and all the workers of wickedness shall be destroyed. But my horn shall be exalted like the horn of an unicorn, for I am anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also shall see his lusts of mine enemies, and mine ear shall hear his desire of the wicked that arise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, and shall spread abroad like a cedar in Lebanon. Such as are planted in the house of the Lord, shall flourish in the courts of the house of our God. They also shall bring forth more fruit in their age, 
and shall be fat and well-liking. That they may show how true the Lord my strength is, and that there is no unrighteousness in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourteenth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. The word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah concerning the droughts. Judah mourns, and her gates languish. They mourn for the land, and the cry of Jerusalem has gone up. Their nobles have sent their lads for water. They went to the cisterns and found no water. They returned with their vessels empty. They were ashamed and confounded, and covered their heads, because the ground is parched, for there was no rain in the land. The plowmen were ashamed. They covered their heads. Yes, the deer also gave birth in the field but left because there was no grass. And the wild donkeys stood in the desolate heights. They sniffed at the wind like jackals. Their eyes failed because there was no grass. O Lord, though our iniquities testify against us, do it for your name's sake, for our backslidings are many. We have sinned against you. O the hope of Israel, his Savior in time of trouble, why should you be like a stranger in the land? and like a traveler who turns aside to tarry for a night. Why should you be like a man astonished, like a mighty one who cannot save? Yet you, O Lord, are in our midst, and we are called by your name. Do not leave us. Thus says the Lord to his people. Thus they have loved to wander. They have not restrained their feet. Therefore the Lord does not accept them. He will remember their iniquity now and punish their sins. Then the Lord said to me, Do not pray for this people, for their good. When they fast, I will not hear their cry, and when they offer burnt offering and grain offering, I will not accept them. But I will consume them by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. Then I said, O Lord God, behold the prophets say to them, You shall not see the sword, nor shall you have famine, but I will give you assured peace in this place. And the Lord said to me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I have not sent them, commanded them, nor spoken to them. They prophesy to you a false vision, divination, a worthless thing, and the deceit of their heart. Therefore thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who prophesy in my name, whom I did not send, and who say, Sword and famine shall not be in this land. By sword and famine those prophets shall be consumed, and the people to whom they prophesy shall be cast out in the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and the sword. They will have no one to bury them, them nor their wives, their sons nor their daughters, for I will pour their wickedness on them. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, 
and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 28th verse of the 12th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment, and the second is like it, like it is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth, for there is one God, and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. But after that no one dared question him. Then Jesus answered and said, while he taught in the temple, How is it that the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? For David himself said by the Holy Spirit, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore David himself calls him Lord. How is he then his son? And the common people heard him gladly. Here ended the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. 
O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, we beseech thee, Almighty God, that we who for our evil deeds do worthily deserve to be punished, by the comfort of thy grace, may mercifully be relieved. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, um, rhetorically, this section in our first lesson is interesting because it doesn't follow the typical pattern that you would read of in the prophets. The most of the time, it's the people or the prophet who describe or who are describing the woes of the present situation. But here it is actually God who is describing it. And then when Jeremiah speaks words of trust, repentance, and petitions for God to act, like we see in the Psalms, for example, it's not met then with a promise or a hope of deliverance from God, as we might expect, but rather from God we see promises of more doom and more destruction. Thus have they loved to wander, they have not refrained their feet, Therefore, the Lord does not accept them. He will now remember their iniquity and visit their sins. So drought or famine and then violence from other nations, pestilence, these were all curses that were listed in the Pentateuch for covenantal violations. And this moment is arriving and it will climax then with the arrival of the Babylonians. You know, it's, um, it's a bit of a scary thought, I think, um, to think that perhaps we could arrive at a point or a time beyond which God will not even accept our prayers or our repentances. Though granted, the idea seems to be throughout Jeremiah that the repentance that the people offer is insincere. I think the message still remains, um, we need to get our house in order while we have time. Um, that's always something, I always walk away from the prophets, from reading the prophets with that idea that, the time to change, the time to repent, the time to amend is today. And then in our second lesson from Mark chapter 12, so here Jesus summarizes the entirety of the Old Covenant in two commandments. So the first one is the Shema from Deuteronomy 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And then the second one, which he says comes from leviticus chapter 19 says thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself i am the lord 
the order is important here. So love for God is first. It comes first and it's at the center and it's the thing out of which then everything else in the law comes. It's the thing that God is most calling his people to, to love him with their whole being. And then out of this love for God, it overflows and then we love our neighbor. And both are absolutely necessary. For as much as people try to do it, we see this in the vacuum left of people not being Christian anymore. We see it in different ideologies. For as much as people try to do it, you simply cannot love your neighbor correctly without loving God. And then on the other side, according to 1 John 4, to love God without loving your neighbor renders you a hypocrite and a liar. So we'll continue now with our intercession on page 590. Take a second, call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Hope you have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, Father Bye. Kevin. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you, Father Kevin. Yep.